Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off well, Freak Nation, if there was ever a day to put your big old butt in front of the television set from dawn to dusk, it was today. I'm sitting on a plane at about 4.35, whatever the hell it was. It was early this morning, and I'm having to follow an F1 race that evidently was pretty freaking bonkers by the Twitter feeds. That's all I had. I'm sitting next to a beautiful mother of 89 years old next to me on the flight, taking her back to Dallas. And she's talking to me about something while I'm sitting there reading tweets about Azerbaijan and Formula One. Azerbaijan. Something like that. Holy <laughs> smokes. I expect full report from Statman and Crash uh, coming up sometime in the show. What's going on, Freak Nation? Coming up, A.J. Allmendinger got himself a big win in the Xfinity Series at Mid-Ohio. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Julie Giese, your president of Phoenix Raceway. I just got the news that, again, they're going to be hosting the series finale next year uh, at Phoenix Raceway. And Billy Venturini, Statman had a chance to speak with probably the most successful ARCA series team owner in history, I might add. Right? Billy Venturini. So uh, Statman had to sit down, a little special scat with Billy Venturini uh, coming up here in the Freak Nation. This is how I play ball with the Freak Nation, 602-260-9191, 602 602- 260-9191. I'm going to say it again. We'll tweet it out as well. 602-260-9191. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, therefore on Instagram, Facebook. You giving something away? I don't know. I might get in. No, I'm not. Giving mood. No, because we, uh, Statman, we got our butts kicked by a listener. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, today when it came to the Sonoma NASCAR Cup race. Wait, wait, wait. The Sonoma race? How? You had the top three and I had three of the top ten. How did that happen? Uh uh-uh. uh. Kenny did not have the top three. Our winner, her name's Carla. Carla picked the top three in order first, second, and third. She crushed us. Nobody in all of our tire giveaways, all of our general tire, continental tire giveaways this year, nobody has beaten us that bad. And, you know, leave it to the women to do so. Nice work, Carla. I got to say, props. Nice job. So, yeah, Statman, we, uh, we need to get back on our game. Wait, I, 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 I'm confused. How, how did we look? We lost two weeks in a row. We sound like the <laughs> Lakers now. <gasps> oh. Yeah, we, we kind of are the Lakers right now, aren't we? <laughs> we did. That's right. Who won? Was it the Indy 500 or the Coca-Cola 600 last week? Richie, you might need to chime in on that. That was the Indy 500. Somebody beat yeah, us in Lori, the Indy 500, wasn't it? Lori from Arizona won the Indy 500 sweepstakes. Well, there you go. So two sets of general tires, two weeks in a row mm-hmm. by two ladies, badass broads. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa, I like that. That's taking some liberties with some fine listeners there. <laughs> nope, chicks rule. I, I tend to agree with you, Crash. You know, Statman was surrounded by him when he was when he was raised, and uh, I'm surrounded by a couple of them right here. I was surrounded by three of them with mom hanging in the bungalow here in uh, in Phoenix. Uh, having to put her back on a plane to get back to Dallas, uh, humidity. Hey, I, you've had a long day. It's been kind of a crazy day, man. 
Got and we can now see here our female cat chiming in in the background. Too. Home studios are awesome. <laughs> Statman's going to be slowly I turn when he hears a cat in the background. <laughs> oh, are we going to get into more cat dog conversation? We have to with AJ Almendinger. He is a cat fan and a big cat fan, a big cat fan. And uh, when we had Alex Bowman is here he in the Tiger King, yeah. that kind of big cat. When we had Alex Bowman in here a few weeks ago, Statman and Alex Bowman ganged up on me, man. Those yeah. dog lovers not have any love for cats, Stat. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't have much love for anybody who ignores me until they get hungry. And then after they eat, they say, fine, that's all you're good for. Go away. I, I don't have much love for that. You've never had a cat curl up with you on the couch or up in bed just saying, yeah, let's <laughs> just going to smuggle. <laughs> Tell her, Kenny, that's not mm. the way to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, got to be careful with that. Oh, well, I meant a feline <laughs> version of cat. An actual feline, right? An yeah, an actual cat. feline. <laughs> yeah, no, I had one. I was uh, kissing a girlfriend goodbye, and I felt something on my shoulder. I thought it was her dad. And I turned around, and there was a cat about a quarter of an inch from my nose. <laughs> now, were you kissing her goodnight laying down? How no, no, no. It was, at the, it was at the door, standing at the door. And her father didn't like me too much because I was a couple of years older than her. So he, uh, you know, I was very careful. And even the mother told me that you got to be careful of uh, the old man. Are you? I don't know. I was a high school senior, so I was like 18. Yep. All right, man, going to resume with some affiliates to get back into it with Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. A lot of mess and madness today in motorsports coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. The Freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here on the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of our 20-plus years history from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Starting to heat up out there. Make sure you got some new rubber on the road. Go to GeneralTire.com. Fat SUVs, F-150s, Silverados, even sedans. General Tire's got them. You go get them and check them out. At GeneralTire.com. Crash? Did we have a single oval race this weekend? I mean, outside of the dirt car ranks. This Fla was a Flat road. track, maybe. Or flat track. Again, maybe. Yeah. What a road rage weekend. I mean, yeah. this was awesome. First, it was mid-Ohio on the agenda, where Ty Gibbs won in the ARCA series. Again. His fourth consecutive ARCA win this year. Then it was Sheldon Creed and Robbie Gordon splitting the wins in the stadium super trucks event at mid-Ohio. But... Matt Brabham was the weekend's overall winner with finishes of second and third. Now, help me out here, guys. Robbie Gordon finished first and third. How does a 2-3 beat a 1-3? I... Well, it's if it's if it's motocross rules. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I don't either. Anyway, that's just we'll just put it out there. Maybe we can talk about it later. Next up was the Xfinity Series where eventual race winner A.J. Allmendinger restarted in the 19th spot with less than 20 laps to go. He drove his butt off to take that win in overtime. Oh, in his team owner's hometown, mind you. And with this win, AJ has now tied himself with Marcos Ambrose for the most road course wins in the Xfinity Series ever. Yeah, over to wine country, Sonoma, baby. Chase Briscoe dominated the ARCA West race there. Kyle Larson then held off his teammate, Chase Elliott, and three-time Sonoma winner, Martin Trix Jr., 
to snag his second straight race in which he also swept the first and second stages. The victory was Larson's first at his home track of Sonoma, but also this is the stat that really impresses me. His third of the season and ninth win of his cup career. He has won one third of his cup series wins in just this year with Hendrick. Yeah, we're going to see a lot from Kyle Larson in the next 10 years. Future champion this year, maybe? Yeah. We need a lot more time, though, than just news and notes to discuss this weekend's F1 race, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. What in the world happened in the greatest series in the world? Verstappen with a tire failure, then a red flag and a shootout to the finish where seven-time champ Lewis Hamilton missed the apex in turn one. On that final lap, there was a dogfight just to get to the podium. It ended up Sergio Perez, Sebastian Vettel, and a freaking Aston Martin and Pierre Gasly. One, two, three. A.J. Allmendinger, next. Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Bowling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Why do all the masters come out at night? Why do we sleep when we want to hide? Why do I run back to you like I don't mind if you ruin my life? Another day, another headache in this hangover hotel. Getting used to the rhythm. Yeah, I know this beat too well. With summer come some problems for you guys and gals and your older engines. Got a suggestion for you before we get into our interview with AJ Allmendinger. Lucas Oil Complete Fuel System Renewal Kit. It's awesome. Convenient, effective for tune-up in the box that combines the power of two of Lucas Oil's most popular fuel system additives. Brings sluggish engines back to life, eliminates the need for higher octane fuel, which is beneficial as gas prices continue to rise. Increases engine life. Fuel burns more efficiently. In other words, go to lucasoil.com and check it out. It's complete fuel system renewal kit from Lucas Oil. We caught up with A.G. Allmendinger earlier. And definitely one of our top five interviews. Interviewees or intervie- interviewees, right? Interviewees, yeah. Right. Followed, yeah, well, Elio's definitely top five. Followed up the next week by A.J. Allmendinger. Doesn't right. get much better than that in our 20th year, the end of our 20th year. We're yeah. turning 21 soon. So, yeah, A.J. Allmendinger has been coming here dozens of times, and it's always fantastic. He had a big damn win in uh, mid-Ohio for college. He's put, you talk about someone who's putting college racing on the map? Yeah. That's A.J. freaking Allmendinger. Uh, stat man, I'm still a little disappointed that uh, A.J. Allmendinger was just, just about a seven iron from your home and didn't give you a call to go out and have some, uh, some bacon and you know, vodka. Ignored me. ignored me left me standing at the airport asking for have you seen aj and they said who foyt uh jones uh (laughs) and they were you know people that that security came after me and i had to leave because i was this babbling old man wondering where uh aj almendinger was again we caught up with aj earlier today and we I get into it initially about our conversation that we had with Alex Bowman, of course, uh, NASCAR winner this year in the Cup Series and also with Hendrick Racing, but also a dog lover. A couple of weeks ago with Alex Bowman, he's been, he's a big dog guy, rescues dogs, and not a big fan of cats. Uh, Statman jumped on, the, of course, the dog bandwagon, started kicking my ass and you know going <laughs> Alex Bowman on us. Uh, but you're a cat guy, and it's good to get a cat guy finally in the Freak Nation, Holmes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cat daddy. Like, I, I I was trying to, like, I don't know if you can see it, but I was trying to wear my collar racing shirt and represent the team. But if I knew we were going to have this discussion, I do have a cat daddy shirt. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, hey, I'm a lover, man. Okay. And, and Mr. Tickles was under a dumpster when he was like eight weeks old. And now he's a superstar. So. Well, what's the problem? What What's the problem with people like Statman and Alex Bowman that just can't share any love with, with cats? They're cold-hearted. I mean, that's really about it. They're, Wait a minute. They, they have, they have cold-hearted heart, cold issues. And, um, you know, they try to play it off. It's like, oh, I just like dogs. But, you know, you're cold-hearted. So that's fine. Like, but, but you know what? People like us, Kenny, me, we are warm hearts. Have to average out the cold-hearted, non-cat people, and try to bring love into this world, and that's what we do. So I think we sh- really should be celebrating. 
Hey, I've had some girlfriends call me cold hearted, but I don't need to have a driver call me. Doesn't have a job for next year, even. And oh, call me cold hearted. Stat man, just because you're, you're, you're lonely inside right now, you don't have to take out your anger issues on me. Okay, man? <laughs> I, I take that back. You like, said, I don't. Just because I was in Ohio all weekend, I didn't come give you a hug. I'm sorry. Like next time, I'll give you a hug, man. You, hey, dude. Hug? you come to you come to Central Ohio. You probably flew into Columbus. Didn't even bother to call the stat man. I could have taken you out to get a glass of. Since you're a cat, man, I could have taken you out to get a platter of warm milk, and you know, could have <laughs> could have helped the thing along a little bit. Oh, hey, man. I mean. I, I like my, my, my milk warm because I'm warm hearted. I don't like my milk freezing like you and your cold heart. So, I mean, yeah. it's okay. There like, you I, go. There you know you go. You're, you're like some of those Twitter people. Like, you, you just don't have love in your heart for everybody. I have hey, love in my minute. heart for everybody, okay? That's, like, like, we can be okay here. Like, it's, it's going to be okay, man. We can sit here and throw barbs at each other for the rest of the night. But when you compare me to the Twitterverse, that's too much. I thought we were friends, AJ. We've been <laughs> friends a long time, but you dropped that Twitter word on me, and now I wonder about our friendship for the last 20 years. Ouch. Oh, so that's where we draw the line now. You <laughs> throw down on me for, for having a cat, but I, I throw the T word out, and that's, that's it. That's where we draw that's the line. That's it. That's it. That changes everything. Literally, all this stuff that we've talked about over the last 20 years and all this that's where we draw the line now. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. I mean, not only do you not only do you diss me by coming into my state and not contacting me, but then you call <laughs> me the T word, and you know that makes it word. worse. That makes it crazy. You know, I'm like, what am I supposed to? Do? You were there when we gave the head of cart the blues, and you sat there and looked <laughs> at us and thought that we were crazy, and now you're proving it. <laughs> Proving that we're crazy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Well, all of us are insane, but that's another issue. Well, that right there is the most truthful statement you'll ever make in your life, is that we are all crazy. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you on that. We yeah. can disagree on the cat and dog thing, but we will yeah. agree on that all of us are yeah. crazy. Anybody that dives in the corners like you did yesterday at Mid-Ohio thinks about different stuff when he wakes up in the morning. You're right. I do. I do think about some different stuff when I wake up in the morning. So, uh, yeah. Well, we're talking with AJ Allmendinger, of course, winner at Mid Ohio in the Xfinity Series. And I gotta say, you brought up the T word. I'm gonna keep the T word conversation going because on Twitter, there's a picture of you and Michael Shane. You just mentioned in this interview how you like milk. People are wondering with your connections with Michael Shane, and I'll bring up Stephanie at the beginning of the interview saying. You don't have a gig for next year. Would you entertain now that IndyCar has an aero screen coming back to IndyCar for the 500 with Mr. Michael Shank Racing? First of all, how did this conversation get on that I don't have a gig for next year? I said I, have <laughs> a I, said I've already, I was already guaranteed a gig next year. I'm at least driving the hauler for college <laughs> racing to a lot of these racetracks. So I'm, I'm locked in with a gig. Uh, you know, the, the Indy 500 part of it is – but in my mind, I think it will probably never happen again. But there's a lot of things that I said will never happen again that have happened. So uh, more than anything, just to 
going back and, and seeing them win the race last week, like I literally was shaking in tears, like because that's how much I love Mike Shank and, yeah. and what he means to me, what Meyer Shank racing as a whole is meant to my life, but especially Mike Shank and, and his wife Mary Beth, like amazing. And it's I, I just kept texting them like you're an Indianapolis 500 winner now with LBS Nevin on top of it four times. So, uh, and then with that, just to show like talking to Mike and how much I love him, but like in return, he shows up when he should be doing probably a whole lot of partying, which he has done, but still, <laughs> he comes to middle time, comes to racetrack, well, he doesn't have to, to watch me race in an Xfinity race. Like it, it, that's the relationship that we have together. And, and uh, I mean, I'm just so proud of him. Like you, it's that's legend. I mean, he is a legend, and it's legendary to go win that race. And I mean, just absolutely amazing. Okay, so you said never say never. So is the is the answer going to get above fifty percent? Yes, please. I mean, we'll just leave it right at fifty. How about that? that okay, that still leaves the door open. So I think fans will enjoy hearing that because your last go with the five hundred. Let's just remind people: if it wasn't for a seatbelt accident. Or not accident, but just a seatbelt issue. Who knows what would have happened? You were right up there. That's true. I mean, it is. It is very true. Uh, you know, with that said, uh, I I love what I'm doing right now, being a bracing. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, there's so many times I've said, "Oh, it, it ne- never." You know, it's never going to happen again, or whatever, and, and it happened. So, in the the famous words of Lloyd Christmas, so you're saying there's a chance. AJ, uh, we're going to talk a little racing. Let's talk about that win on the road course. Have you lost a step 15 from 15 years ago? Meaning, could you get back into competitive with a competitive team and compete for a championship, whether it's cup or IndyCar? Well, I mean, I'm trying to compete for a championship now, Kenny. Right. So I'm not really, I'm not really like, I'm trying. Like, I mean, it, I, I get up a little out of bed slower now. So, I mean, if that's the competitive edge, <laughs> sure. Um, I watched you walk around compared to, you know, 15 years ago. I still feel better about myself. True. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I honestly think, you know, IndyCar is a, a whole separate factor because it right now to me, like you you see from top to bottom of the championship, like it is full out. And you have to – that's a – it's just every series is different. So, you know, to have to jump back into IndyCar, relearn how to do it, because yeah. it's been so long, yeah, that would be a huge challenge to do. But, you know, in the Cup Series, I feel like actually right now over the last couple of years with Collard Racing and being consistently being able to run up front in the Xfinity Series, I feel like I'm at the best I've ever been on the NASCAR side of it. knowing what I want in the race car, knowing how to drive it on different types of racetracks, being competitive every weekend, and maximizing that equipment. So on the NASCAR side of it, I feel like I'm the best that I've ever been at this point. What I want to know is how many levels of audition was that win at mid Ohio yesterday uh, to get a ride next year with colleague to drive in the uh, uh, cup series. You had Michael Shank there. Shank has in several series and sports cards where you've had success. Did you feel that kind of heat? When you were going for that win at Mid Ohio, no, I have nothing to audition for. Like there's, there's in my mind, I have nothing to audition to try to show people because at the end of the day, I mean, I, I've had a great career. If it stopped after this year, like, I mean, there's not 
and not, you know, I, I believe me, I always wish I could have done more, but I've won in IMSA. I've won in Champ Car. I've won in Cup. I've won in Xfinity. Like, I'm not auditioning for anybody. I could actually give a damn what most people think about me in the sense of, like, the outside world. What I care about is the, the teams that I drive for know that I give everything that I can and, and every weekend I get everything out of the equipment and I just try to make us better. So at the end of the day, I love college racing. Whatever the future plans are with them, uh, I, I want to be a part of it. And, you know, we'll wait and see as that develops. But I'm having a great time. And at the end, I mean, I, I've been around. There, there's not, there's very few people, if you look at the grand scheme of numbers, that can say, you know, they've been professional race car driver for 20 years. And I won. So I'm happy with it. Now, there's one thing we haven't talked about. On top of all of that you mentioned, you've had a, an excellent career in broadcasting. Would you want to go back to the booth and maybe be involved in broadcasting in some kind of way next year? Is that on equal footing with racing a car? Well, I'm still part of NBC. Uh, you know, I signed a contract with them for, for this year, and, and you know, as the year goes on, I think some of it is is the, the cup schedule kind of gets going on the NBC side of it. And, and you know, Steve and Dale and those guys are, are working. There are a couple of uh, days that I can do the IMSA race, and I'll talk on that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm um, focused on the Xfinity Championship and going out there and doing the best that I can. So, you know, I just feel fortunate to have people that, that want me to be a part of their organization and, and moving forward. So, well, to go back to, does he have anything to prove? I think it was either Kenny or Stab. No, it was Kenny that asked you that, AJ. Does Kyle Larson, or do you think that Kyle Larson feels like he has something to prove? He's been a badass driver his entire career. But with the controversy that went on last year and him being out of the seat, at least in the Cup Series, do you think that maybe to the fans, maybe to the series, maybe to sponsors, he feels like he has to prove something and say, I'm back and I'm better than ever? I don't know. I mean, honestly, Crash, for, for everybody, there, there's different motivations that you have. You know, it's it, it, like what I say about me, like, I don't feel like I got to prove myself to anybody. Now, every day that I get in a race car, no matter what car that is, I have to prove myself to myself. And that's what I've always lived off of. And that's something that I, I really take pride of. Every time I get in a race car, like I said, the people that are working on on that race car for me, like, I want to prove myself. To me, so I can show them that, like, you know what, I can still go out there and wheel the race car because of all the hard work that the men and women do on that race car. So each person's different, you know, and, and I would never speculate on what Kyle Larson feels like he has to do. True. I mean, to me, he's he's one of the badass, most badass drivers I've ever seen. So to me, he doesn't have to prove anything, but for him, maybe he does. But, you know, that, that's for him to answer that. Well, whatever it takes. I mean, he's just fun watching him this year, obviously. What is your biggest motivation then? I know you say you don't feel like you're proving anything to anybody, but you enjoy proving to yourself day in and day out. That you've got this no matter what. Kind of like what Elio said after winning 500 last week. You know, no pressure. I'm just doing this for myself and knowing that, hey, you got this. I got this. So what is your biggest motivation when you get in the cockpit? Just to try to be better every, every race. Like it, it's what it what it's about, and I, I mean it really is. Like I don't like I, I I truly care about what the men and women at Call Racing when I'm driving their their cars think about me because I see all the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into it, 
So I just want to give everything I have. And it's like in mid-Ohio on Saturday, you know, Matt Cullen, that's his Super Bowl. So I wanted to go out there and show that I could go win it. And, you know, thank him for allowing me to be in his race car while doing it the best way possible, winning his home race. So those moments are really special. And, and at the end of the day, I don't know how much longer I hope I'm do it for, for many more years. But you never know when the last win's the last win. Watching Alio at his age win his fourth Indy 500, is it as monstrous as we make it to be or not? God, yes. I mean, that, that's American history that, that just happened. And, I mean, it's for Alio, especially because, uh, to me, like being with Team Penske the whole time and, and you think that ride's over and, and okay, maybe Elio's not really going to get the chance to go win four and then, to do it with Mike Shank, that's, I mean, in the IndyCar game, still fairly, I mean, for the most part, brand new, being there for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, everybody knows what talent that Elio has at the Indy 500, but he wouldn't have been the betting favorite going in that race, even uh, to me, probably even in the top five, top six, but went out there and, and he showed what it's all about. So to me, it's a huge deal. And, and we should, should show the love and support of that because it, I mean, it's, it is. It's history that, that was being made. AJ, I'd hug you if you're here. You may not accept it, but I'd hug you. you know? no, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd hug Crash because she's, she's obviously mm-hmm. needs to run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling my therapist. Bye. See ya. I've been in the news business for more than 50 years. I know how to be fair in coverage, but pure objectivity is difficult for a living, breathing adult with experiences and a brain. That said, it's tough to be a fan. I'm cheering hard for Lewis Hamilton to get his record eighth Formula One championship this season. I'm not ashamed of that admission. At 36, he's physically slowing down, or should be, and not getting faster. In addition, his team at Mercedes has been so good for so long, it's just as difficult to maintain championship excellence year after year. All of this is preamble to a heartbreaking finish at the Formula One race in Azerbaijan Sunday morning. Hamilton took the lead in a late race restart, only to have a braking issue and ultimately finish out of the points. I count 16 races left in 2021. Hopefully there won't be much more heartbreak like in Baku. Tough morning for this fan. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, I hear the voice of the preacher from the back room. Call him a name and I follow just to find you. I trace the face to a broken down television and put on the weather. I applaud. Once again, I applaud NASCAR. I've applauded NASCAR over the last 12 months, more than I have over the last 19 years. And one thing that they did uh, over the weekend, and we, I think we regrammed it, where they posted a Instagram post, down just a little bit, Richie, uh, Instagram post about uh, NASCAR's proud to support Community Rainbow Run, benefiting One Pulse Org. Today, employees across the country celebrated inclusion and honored the lives taken during the Pulse nightclub shooting. If you remember, Pulse nightclub in Florida, Orlando, right? I don't remember in Florida. Florida, Florida, yeah. It was Orlando, yeah. 
it was right? Atlanta. gay nightclub where uh, there was a number of people that were killed. Horrific. And I just stat some of the things that NASCAR's done in the last twelve months. I'm telling you, man, I I, I would have been a losing betting man if someone would have told me they'd be doing this in 2020 and 2021. They're making a huge commitment to generating a new audience, and they're to be applauded for that. Maybe it'll take the off season to shorten the races and uh, make the on track show more viable for the current marketplace and the current audience who's out there looking for content that they could consume in any way possible. But uh, you're absolutely right. It's stunning what they're doing to try to, uh, to change their look. And it's not just new makeup. It's uh, a whole new, uh, a whole new surgery that's happening to make them look better for a potential audience. If you look at some of the people from NASCAR who work for NASCAR, their signature is all in rainbow. Yeah. It basically, if you look at the, the post on NASCAR's Instagram, it's with a rainbow colored car, the number 49, of course, for the 4.9 right. K and everybody with black shirts that says, I am NASCAR, NASCAR and rainbow colors. And that is the signature of everybody who works for NASCAR right now. It's I am NASCAR in rainbow colors. A Formula One that just went off earlier this morning. We talk about that next. Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. GOAT. G-O-A-T. Acronym stands for greatest of all time as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner they're my fave dad you're the goat you don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you and human services adopt u.s kids and the ad council Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual. Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV TV Plus to the MAV TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Bowling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> 
Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating dr squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go naked what up it's kenny sergeant and have you checked out speed freaks website lately it's speedfreaks.tv and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts plus it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from general tire go to speedfreaks.tv hit the general tire giveaway banner fill in all the needed information and bam you might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of general tires leave the road and take the trails on a new set of general tires and our website at speedfreaks.tv you're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Sun's in the. Something's in the air right now. Like I'm losing track of time. Like I don't really care right now. But maybe that's fine. Freak Nation, General Tire has been a partner of ours for many, many years as we go into our 21st year of Speed Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios. They have the all-weather, all-year new tire called the Altimax 365AW. At Whether it's cold, rainy, hot, humid conditions, you should roll with all-weather, all-year. The all-new Altimax 365AW. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. I'm looking back to sitting on the plane this morning. It was 6.15, 6 o'clock, and things just started blowing up on Twitter in regards to the Formula One race. I was unable to see the Formula One race. However, I did see Twitter go absolutely bonkers, and now going back and looking at some of these highlights, I understand why. And I think I got notice on bonkers with Formula One from some East Coast-based athletes that were when a, when a Formula One race can grab the attention of NBAers and Major League Baseball players, then you've done something. Yes. And I think that's what it was where I saw <laughs> – I don't know who it was with the NBA actually tweet something in regards to Lewis Hamilton blowing through one of the corners and the, the Pirellis exploding, speaking of tires. But sorry to hear – well, I'm not, not sorry to hear this, but it was fun watching this develop on Twitter. Crasher, I don't know if you saw much of the race. Statman, I don't know about you. But when you have instances like this where you have tire issues, you have one of the greatest Formula One drivers ever uh, sent to the back of the field because of brake issues, it's got to be good for the sport. Oh, it's incredible for the sport. I don't know how many people were responding to me on Twitter saying, F1 is exciting again, or <laughs> I'm so excited about F1. When did this happen? I mean, just, yeah, there's lots of good momentum for Formula One. It, it truly did not start with this race. It started with their documentary, Drive to Survive. That has just been so, so good for the sport over the last three years. But this race just took it to another level because when do you ever have a red flag in a Formula One race? When do you ever see... Again, we don't know if this is Pirelli tires actually having tire wear or if there if there was a curb because 
it was tires going down in the same stint of the race for different teams. There were actual external factors that they saw in in Lewis Hamilton's tire when he came in and he didn't come in because of a tire issue. He it was just his regular pit stop where they found a cut and it was the exact same area or spot where maybe Verstappen and Lance Stoll where they had their issues. There's just a lot to still go over whether or not it was debris, a curb or an actual wear issue, but there's a lot of data pointing to it not being a wear issue. Regardless, it caused a red flag. It caused an absolute mass confusion for so many people. And then a dogfight to the finish. The Lewis Hamilton going off in turn one after smoking at the restart. And just it was just incredible to watch all of that. And then a dogfight between Gemini, third, fourth, and fifth, and all vying for that third position on the podium. It was nuts. It was awesome. <laughs> it was world-class nuts. They do have red flags once in a while, but uh, I think what was crazy was Lewis talking on the radio saying this is a marathon and not a sprint, thinking that, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to challenge for the win. Then he goes out and the red mist hits him and he's challenging for the win. He gets to the first corner and he's got no brakes and he slides off into the escape road and it's done. So he's lucky that Verstappen, who's leading the uh, points by four, leading Hamilton by four in the points, I should say. And uh, Verstappen went out, then Lewis went out, and Lewis had a chance to be leading the championship by 10 or more, 15. And, uh, you know, now he's back to being four points down. Nobody scores anything. And as far as the championship concerned, this event didn't happen. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. But also, wasn't this, I'm looking for the exact number. Wasn't this the first time in, is it 53 or 54 consecutive races that Lewis was out of the points? The yeah, 54. He had 54 consecutive events, uh, point scoring events. So yeah, I mean, it's when you win seven championships, you score points all the time. So he, he's, I, I, like I said in my scat, I'm cheering for him. And I'm, you know, I, I would like to see him get an eighth championship uh, because I think he'll probably uh, stop after that. But uh, I, you know, I just, Verstappen has got some discipline from somewhere. He's not running off into escape roads. So, and Red Bull has uh, somehow surpassed Mercedes in performance. So, it, and uh, Botas is having, Lewis's teammate is having trouble getting points, stopping the Red Bull uh, onslaught. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great season uh, that coming up for the rest of the year. It's a kick in the nuts for me when you hear people refer to Vettel as the old guy. Which <laughs> yeah, it just feels right. like the, the other day we were playing that audio of him winning, I think, his first championship oh where he was balling. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> and and I've, the closest thing that I've ridden in compared to a Formula One car is a two-seater Formula One car in Spain, Catalonia. And – there's no experience like it from a visual technical standpoint, technical as a person sitting in a car like this, to, because your visuals and your, your guts telling you the car should be doing this and it doesn't. 
So the technical aspects of a Formula One car are absolutely bonkers. And the reason I bring this up is what was so fascinating to me was how far these the, the, the driver of the Formula One two-seater, how deep he would go into the turn on the gas. And then what and then throw the brake on and whoop, hey, what happened? So I'm curious. I would love to have a camera on your face for that. As you're, <laughs> as you're in the back of a, a two a Formula One two seater, I would love to see your face. So Stat, I, I'm here's a question for you. The importance of braking in all motorsports is is okay up, up there, but when your brakes go out in a Formula One car, that's as bad as your engine going because they rely on those brakes and the technology from the front end of that machine to the foot of of Lewis Hamilton is light years above anything that we'll ever drive. So I can only imagine Lewis Hamilton. We started, we, we used to pump the brakes in our old cars back in the seventies and eighties. Can you imagine Lewis Hamilton going, ah, I got no brakes. <laughs> yeah, right. That, it, that was the one thing that Jeff Gordon said when he traded with somebody, I forget who at the moment uh, might've been Juan Pablo, uh, but he uh, said that he slammed on the brakes when he went into a turn and uh, he stopped about 700 feet from the turn. <laughs> and he said, you just can't understand how the brakes are so good. And that's how these guys can get through uh, these these turns at such great speed between the downforce and the braking. Uh, it does take a whole nother change of attitude to drive one of those cars is why many Americans who don't have that experience uh, at, find it difficult to handle the handle the car uh, and so yeah I mean I in fact I we talked briefly with AJ if he uh, seen the um, if he had seen the race and I said, could he get through that turn? And then I sort of answered my own question. If you got no brakes in Azerbaijan, it doesn't do you any good to get through the turn. You end up in somebody's living room if you don't have any brakes to stop when uh, when you need to stop. So maybe, you know, obviously he knew what he was doing. And it was crazy to watch him smoke there. It's like the brakes were on fire while they were waiting for the lights to come on and restart the race uh, very late, like with two laps to go so yeah it was a phenomenal show and uh, it was great for f1 and uh, people that i didn't even know knew uh f1 or lewis hamilton uh, last week in fact were asking me what about that black guy in uh england what's he doing and uh you know i mean it's just good to know that there is a star every good story needs a hero and a villain and right now uh, Lewis Hamilton is the hero, and uh, Max Verstappen is the villain, and uh, it's going to be a, a great drama going through the rest of the year. Okay, that's interesting to me because Lewis Hamilton has won seven world titles in Formula One, tying himself with Michael Schumacher with that many titles. I feel like the world. Okay, I feel like America knows the name Michael Schumacher and knew it for a long time. Why has it taken so long to get to know Lewis Hamilton? Why hasn't he crossed over that line of, of going from just being a sports star to an everyday household name? 
I think it's uh, we've I've asked that question for seven years, ten years since Lewis has been uh, since he would, had preseason practice in Barcelona and uh, did so well. Uh, Mercedes is not promoting him here in the United States, and I don't know why. Uh, I think it's a giant mistake. This is a major market. Maybe they don't feel that they need to promote a star in uh, uh, F1 to sell Mercedes here in the United States. And we have to remember that uh, all car makers, especially Mercedes, is not interested in promoting uh, Lewis Hamilton. They're interested in selling cars. And if they're selling all the cars they need to here in the United States, Lewis Hamilton is a luxury that they don't need to uh, exploit here. So uh, I think it's a mistake, but I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan. So, uh, you know, what do I know? I'm a hack writer here in L.A. I would think that oh, you just said you're back in L.A. Hey, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I would think that Liberty Media, who owns Formula One, would say, no, we need the promotion because that's what our partners do. You promote the stars because that's what helps the TV ratings, which eventually helps everybody in the entire sport. You would think. <laughs> You would think uh, so. But the same thing happened to a degree with uh, James Stewart. When James Stewart was winning Supercross titles, did you see his name everywhere, see his face everywhere? In fact, when we traveled in Europe, we saw his face more in European airports than we right. do here right. in the United States. Uh, and so what did Lewis and James have in common? They're both black athletes. That's insane. Yeah, well, no, it's not insane. It's America. No, it's insane. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> oh, boy. Here's some numbers for you. Looking at Mercedes-Benz sales, uh, which country sells the most Mercedes-Benz? U.S. Take a guess, Stat. I would think, I would think America or China because China just has more people. China, Germany, then the USA. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Great Britain and South Korea. Yeah, I mean, China's got three times the people that we have here, so it would make sense that China would be the number one everything in terms of consumers buying stuff. Right. Well, again, I, I wanted to spend some time on this just because of the significance of what this race did. I mean, Aston freaking Martin, the hell is that? I mean, I know what it is, frankly, but holy smokes. First podium. <laughs> yes, Aston Martin. Yeah, but that team uh, is owned by Lance Stoll's father, uh, and they have been struggling, but they've been getting better, and they have better equipment. They certainly have a better driver. Sebastian Vettel has four championships, and he ended up second today when Lewis went out. So, um you know, they they should uh, do well uh, as uh, Vettel gets used to the team and the equipment. Are you hearing anything more, Statman, about Coda taking over that eventual canceled Singapore race? No, there's also some talk that maybe the Indianapolis Motor Speedway might fit into that conversation, but no one has talked there uh, either. It would be difficult to get Coda 
to uh, do it because of the monies that uh, Texas requires uh, for events. Uh, so I don't know that that's going to happen, even if it's made available. Uh, I don't know that Texas would put up the 25 plus million dollars to bring an F1 race there, a second F1 race. So to the United States. So, um, it, that might be difficult. Liberty may have to just eat that one. I'd be curious again, we're in such a strange world crasher where if they'd say, Hey, I'm not going to waive the fee. Oh, but oh. <laughs> you would have an uproar with all the other countries and, and paying that massive fee. And really, Stat, is it still that exorbitant given the fact that Bernie's gone? Well, a couple of years ago, it was 23. I think f- three years ago, it was 23. I just made an assumption that with uh, by after three years, it would be up to 25. But yeah, I mean, it could be that uh, that kind of money. Liberty's got to get their money. They paid $8 billion for the series. They got to get their money back some way. Oh, well, they got another million last weekend with Elio winning the Indy 500. Liberty Media, minority share in Meyer Shank Racing, FYI. Hey. Oh. Yeah, a million will not go that far when it comes right. to Formula One, though. What's that? <laughs> so if you get a chance, man, try and find some highlights from that race. It is it is stunning how the development. Again, spend some time in front of your computer wherever you watch it and just watch how this thing <laughs> develops. Again, watching those outside of the circles of motorsports come in and go, holy smokes, this is actually happening. Okay, there's nothing that beats watching something in color live on TV. Mm-hmm. But you got to admit, there's a certain element of excitement that comes with just following something on Twitter. Yeah. Because you're like, oh my gosh, wait, wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? And you try to go find out. <laughs> I mean, there's That can be fun too. It's a, it's a whole new game. That's exactly what I did when I landed this afternoon. I went see what the Maverick score was and then who was leading Sonoma on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Big second hour coming up, man. Stat, a special stat, man, scat with probably the greatest ARCA series owner in history. And Julie Giese, president of Phoenix Raceway. Big second hour coming up. Speed Freaks Pits. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined, with Kenny Sargent, we love the party, Crash Gladys, what are we doing for the bachelorette party, and Stepman, I am serious, here's the Freaks. I'm liking this second hour. Julie Giese, president, Phoenix Raceway. They just got the news last week that they're going to be hosting the 2022 NASCAR championship. They'll have the November race. Excuse me. They'll have the March race. Then, again, the championship race, a third year in a row of having the championship race. And it will be, hopefully, a full freaking year of great promotion from the track, unlike it's been in 2020 and 2021 with COVID and the after effects of COVID so far from this year. So she'll be joining us this hour 
Also, Statman had a chance to catch up with Billy Venturini. The last name is just synonymous with the ARCA series. The ARCA series races across the country. They ran at Sonoma. They ran at uh, Mid-Ohio. They've run at a number of places across the country. Statman had a chance to catch up with Billy Venturini uh, about what it means to be a Venturini, and specifically Billy Venturini. That's coming up here in the second hour. 602-260-9191. You want to chime in, be a part of it that way, or at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Speed Freaks on Twitter, uh, Facebook. There's a great interview that Crasher and I had a chance to uh, do with Elio Castroneves a couple of hours after his big win last Sunday. The full interview is up there on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Again, at Speed Freaks on Twitter. I'm surprised just to get a little bit off the motorsports mm-hmm. train here. I'm surprised you, you redecorate the office that we're in right now. You've redecorated it probably three or four times in the last year. You got rid of the TV this past week mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know. Do you realize that you are missing the CONCACAF championship right now with us versus L tree? Yeah. Yes. That's going on right now. And of which one of the players representing us, it's your brother from another mother, Mr. Sergeant. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with him, but that what that cannot be going yep. on right now. Yep, Richie, is that going on right now? Right. I'm watching it. God, stab 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 a Columbus Crew rep is probably watching it. No, I uh, I'm redesigning my studio, and right now my back is to the TV. That's the first time in 20 years my back has been to a television set during the show. What's the score? What is up with you guys? One one. By the way, where are we in the game? We the are match. in the second half and almost had the go ahead goal. But just passed, I'm sorry, just passed the 69th minute. We're uh, into the 70th yeah. minute now. Nice. Which minute, Richie? The 69th minute now into the 70th. Got it. Yeah. Cool. like to hear that, man. Yeah. Way to go, Kenny. Way to represent your nation. Two things in radio that have gone bye-bye. One is... Radio 101, you never put anything in liquid form within – you just don't put it on any of the consoles where there is gear. No matter what kind of paper towels you have nearby. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You just – but that's gone bye-bye. Again, when we were actually in studios before COVID, you just – still liquid all over the place. But that's gone. The second thing, TVs. My program directors would never allow TVs in studios. Now it's like, <laughs> come on. How many can we have? Yeah. Let's have five or six yeah. so we can have every game and race on. Right. Sorry. You missed a third thing. that You can't put uh, uh, rib bones or chicken bones <laughs> in a trash can in a studio and expect them to be gone a week later. Oh, Meryl. Meryl Schindler. Come on. Come on. You, you can't just let it hang out there, Stat. Well, that's what happened in the studio that we worked in once. One studio, one mic. Uh, we had uh, we had a food sponsor, and we had spectacular food, and we threw it in the trash can, expecting that and, you know we would be back in the studio the following Sunday, that all of that garbage would be gone. Instead, that's we came back a, a week later, and uh, it was still there. It was disgusting. Yeah, I I can't explain that one, man. It was just kind of gnarly that we all walked in and noticed that. Like, oh, who wow. threw up? Yeah. 
So yeah, man, that's how we roll. And uh, Richie, are you keeping a keeping a tabs on when is this Mayweather fight with one of the Paul brothers? I'm glad you mentioned that. I believe the fight is just underway. It's going down in Miami. It's Floyd Mayweather Jr. against Logan Paul on a Sunday night. Sunday well, night, a little odd. I believe it was fifty bucks for the pay per view. Well, <laughs> but that's but, but you really. I mean, you're one of those pirate guys, right? I'm not watching that garbage. Are you kidding me? Let's follow along on Twitter. Okay. Like we just talked about last hour. <laughs> Going to bring in some affiliates, get back to pit news and notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in more affiliates from Lucas Oil Studios on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out with Speed Freaks. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, you missed any of the show. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. A.J. Allmendinger was in here last hour. That'll be up for you tomorrow morning at speedfreaks.tv. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. And they're all weather, all year, all new, Ultimax 365 AW. Rain, sleet, snow, hot-ass asphalt. Go with the all weather, all new, Ultimax 365 AW. Crasher? Yeah, yeah. You head to General Tire and say, I want those GTs for my hot-ass asphalt this summer. I hear you. All right. It was all road courses this weekend. First, Mid-Ohio on the agenda. Ty Gibbs winning in the ARCA Series again. His fourth consecutive ARCA win this year, by the way. Then it was Sheldon Creed and Robbie Gordon splitting the wins in the Stadium Super Trucks event at Mid-Ohio. But Matt Brabham was the weekend's overall winner with his finishes of second and third. Somehow, that was better than Robbie Gordon's finishes of third and first. So yeah, two, three beats a one, three, whatever. Next up was the Xfinity series where eventual race winner, AJ Allmendinger. Yep. You just heard from him last hour. He restarted in the 19th spot with less than 20 laps to go. And he drove his butt off to take the win in overtime in his team owner's hometown. Mind you. Yes. What a drive with his win. AJ has now tied himself with Marcos Ambrose for the most road course wins in the Xfinity series ever. One to go. Let's get that mark, AJ. Over to wine country in Sonoma. Chase Briscoe dominated the Arca West race there. And then it was all Kyle Larson all the time for the second straight race. He held up his teammate Chase Elliott and three-time Sonoma winner Martin Truex Jr. to snag this win. His first at Sonoma, basically his home track, his third win on the season and the ninth of his cup career. Yes, one-third of his all-around cup races have been won this season. Kyle Larson, I'm calling it right now. Call your shot. Kyle Larson, 2021 NASCAR Cup champion. We need more time than just the news and notes to discuss this weekend's F1 race. I hope you caught our discussion last hour. One of the greatest series in the world. Just having a, a what WTF moment. Verstappen with tire fa- failure. Lance Stroll tire failure. Lewis Hamilton, a cut tire. A red flag to a shootout in the finish where Lewis Hamilton on fresh tires missed the apex at turn one on the final lap. Big dogfight just to get on the podium, but overall it was Sergio Perez with the victor, the victory, and how about Sebastian Vettel and an Aston Martin in second and Pierre Gasly in third. President of Phoenix Raceway, Julie Giese next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks and we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle can break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires and our website at speedfreaks.tv. Today, time is more valuable than ever, and we we all want our vehicles to look their best. To save time and have a great-looking ride, use Lucas Slickmas Speed Wax. Great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on, then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy, working on wet or dry surfaces. You can also use Slick Mist Interior Detail or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine for that complete detail look. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey. You know my ex, so that makes it all feel complicated, yeah. It all seems complicated. I read those texts that you sent to yours, but I'll never say it, yeah. I'll never say You walked in my life at 2 a.m. Cause my boy's new girl is your best friend. Freak Nation, how about raising your miles per gallon? And with fewer emissions, we'll check out complete fuel system renewal kit from Lucas Oil. Fuel burns more efficiently, increases engine life, eliminates the need for higher octane fuel. Listen, man, brings that sluggish engine of yours back to life. A lot of us have some cars that we storm in the winter or storm in the summer. We bring them out for whatever season they are. This is a great, great way to get your ride back on the road. Complete fuel system renewal kit. We use regularly the Lucas Complete Fuel System Renewal Kit achieves 
many, many benefits I just mentioned. Increases that engine life's badass. Go to lucasoil.com. Lucasoil.com, complete fuel system renewal kit for more information. Julie Giese, president of Phoenix Raceway, joins us now on the Freak Nation. And Julie, you've had to go through so many things with your tenure as the president of Phoenix Raceway. It came out earlier this week that you're going to be hosting yet another championship weekend coming up in November of 2022. But can you share with the Freak Nation how difficult it was to prepare for a race you know, th- that is all about the fan experience? That's what Phoenix Raceway is, frankly. It had to be different when you were planning for that fan experience, right? You know, it, it really was. That uh, was the biggest challenge for us, is, especially when you come to a race. You're coming to a race, but you're – really coming to like so much more um, than just the race. You have the pre-race activities, you have the interactive midway displays, like so much, so many things that you can do when you were there. So for us to try to figure out how to deliver that experience, but in a very uh, safe manner, um, that was a challenge. It was, I, I think our team will tell you that last year's championship was probably the hardest event any of us have put on because it was so different. It was brand new to all of us. And uh, we wanted to make sure we still delivered on some of those expectations that our fans had when they come to Phoenix Raceway, let alone a championship race. So it was a challenge, but we were very happy with how it came together. President of Phoenix Raceway, Julie Giese, joining us here in the Freak Nation. But Julie, from that perspective, do you turn that fan experience from 2019, 2018 into making sure the track looks fat and pretty for TV last year during the COVID races? You know, that's a great question. First and foremost is that uh, experience for our fans that are at the venue with us. Um, we want to make sure we can deliver on that. But absolutely, you want it to, you want to make sure that we are putting our best foot forward from a broadcast perspective. Um, and, you know, that's hard to do when you have 20, 25% capacity in the grandstands. We always love having those full grandstands and you can sense that excitement and just fans cheering and, and things like that through through the television. And we weren't able to do that. But for us, it was still making sure, I mean, Phoenix Raceway is a beautiful property. It is iconic with the Australian mountains behind it. So we really had that to um, kind of lean back on and uh, still showcased what it is to come to Phoenix Raceway and, and how special it is. Well, now with that hardest event ever behind you now, and of course it was just announced this week that full fans will be in attendance for this year's finale. What can fans actually expect? I mean, sure, you had 25% capacity at last year's finale, but it's going to be different. I remember talking to you pre-COVID that maybe Phoenix Raceway, maybe you guys wanted to make this a full-on Super Bowl event. Can we get back to plans like that? That is absolutely the goal. And uh, this week when we were able to finally announce full capacity and get back to hosting the championship that we had planned for last year, there, uh, the, the sigh of relief among our staff um, just to be able to get back to doing what we love doing. So we do have that vision. We want to have a, a week-long worth of events. Um, we're working through exactly what that means and what, what can work. Um, we still want to – I mean, we're still – you know, still going through the, the pandemic, want to make sure that everybody feels safe and we're doing things that um, are for the best for our community. So we're working through that right now, have had a ton of conversations, a lot of excitement, a lot of people that want to be part of it. 
So I'm looking forward to the next few months uh, locking in some information and sharing some details. So can we now get back to ziplining a NASCAR cup car from the top of Camelback Mountain all the way down to downtown Phoenix? I love the way you think. We're going to think big. That's the whole idea. We want to think big and uh, draw some attention. Well, Julie, here's one for you. Is 2022 a make good for 2020 and 2021, given the fact that you haven't had the full pomp and circumstance or the capabilities to provide the full pomp and circumstance to promote the finale here in Phoenix? You know, it's it's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um However it happens, I'm going to take it. I'm really happy about it. Um, I, I don't, I honestly don't think it is. I think uh, if you look at what we were able to do last year for championship in this market and still like our industry talks about it still to this day that they felt so welcome. They felt like everybody wanted them here. The, the local cities, the West Valley cities, especially came together and there were signs everywhere. Every business you walked into the billboards along the 101 and the 10 and all the local streets had welcomed to NASCAR championship week. And the city of Phoenix was Sky Harbor airport. We took over that place. And so the moment that our industry and our fans um, and our partners landed in our city, they were greeted with welcome messages. The uh, ADOT put messages up on the highway uh, message boards welcoming people to NASCAR Championship Weekend. It's those small things that make such a difference. So when you look at what we were able to do, people were so excited. And um, for me, I think that's a big reason why we were able to secure 2022 as soon as we did. Because even during a pandemic, we put on a pretty darn good event. We would agree with that. Julie Giese, president of Phoenix Raceway, joining us here in the Freaks Pits. And what exactly is NASCAR's mindset? I mean, I'm a bit confused. I think some fans might be as well. Is NASCAR's championship race weekend up for grabs year to year? Or now that Phoenix has 2022 added, is Phoenix guaranteed for several more years? Yeah, so we're on a year-to-year agreement with NASCAR, very honestly. So it's uh, NASCAR sets its schedule every year. um, And so nothing is guaranteed. This isn't in the past, um, we had longer sanction agreements. Right now, our sanction agreements are year to year. So as we look ahead, uh, NASCAR has said that they do want to move um, the race around, but they want to make sure that they're putting it in markets that um, make sense. And the, obviously, first and foremost, the racing action on the track needs to be really, really good. And we do have that. Um, we need to go to a market that makes everyone feel welcome and the industry comes to. We definitely have that. And we've got a first-class facility that I think is absolutely worthy of a championship. And then you look at all of our race fans, like we historically sell this race out and we have a tremendous one, like the fan base here is second to none. And that's another big reason why I think we're going to continue to to stay in that conversation. And I've said to anyone that will listen, like, I want to make this incredibly difficult for NASCAR to move this championship (laughs) away and find somebody that can do it better. If you want to make the ultimate fan experience, come on now. I'm sorry, Vegas, I love you, California, you too, but there is no ultimate fan experience like Phoenix Raceway and the campground lifestyle that you guys offer. Absolutely, and I think people don't realize how big our campgrounds are, and it's something that even when I first uh, came out here and saw it, it's like a mile long. I need to measure it one of these days. And we have thousands and thousands of campsites and they're moving in Monday morning at 7 a.m. I'm out there with donuts, welcoming everybody. And they're spending the whole week with us. So we become our own city out there. 
And I, I think when you think about camping on the NASCAR circuit, you, like Phoenix Raceway isn't one of the first tracks that come to mind, but you need to change that because it should. Julie Giese is the president of Phoenix International Raceway. Julie, how do you get to host this final event? What kind of presentation do you put together to bring the entire racing world in America to your track at the end of the season? Absolutely. So coming out of last year's championship, I put together a championship playbook is what we called it. And and we sent it around to the leadership team. The city of Avondale has done um, a lot of different things as well to continue to stay engaged with the NASCAR leadership and to stay relevant. And for us, it's it's not sitting down in a boardroom and and presenting one big pitch. It's a lot of, of smaller conversations and continuing to just make sure that we are staying relevant. We're staying top of mind. We're reminding them of what we were able to accomplish last year and what we want to accomplish moving forward. We're not going to be, we're not going to settle with what we did last year. We have a lot of big plans and uh, there's a lot of things that we want to be able to do moving forward. So just making sure that they're aware of that is, is a big part of it. And um, I'm lobbying as much as I can, every chance I get reminding people how great it is in Phoenix, especially in November. I mean, you can't beat that weather either. Julie Giese, you have six months of fantastic weather in Phoenix, plus two cup races. What more could come your way? Will you get the Ray Evernham and Tony Stewart's SRX series coming here sometime in the future? You know, it's a great question. We haven't had those conversations, I think, for us. And I've, I've said it, too. Like, it, for, I, I will have any conversations. Um, and uh, we want to be an entertainment destination. I don't want to limit ourselves to racing. Um, it, certainly, we are first and foremost a racetrack, and that is who we are. But we have this beautiful facility that's capable of hosting a lot of different things. So as we move forward, um, festivals and concerts and uh, different expos. Uh, we actually, believe it or not, we've got some um, wedding receptions booked in the <laughs> barn um, this fall. So, like, we, we're open to anything. If people have ideas, I'd love to hear it, and let's figure out what we can do. Okay, we know Phoenix Raceway is a lot more than just motorsports, but I do have to get another racing question in here because we don't know what's going on at Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park on the other side of Phoenix. We don't know if that drag strip is going to go away or be around for a few more years. So... Might there be any plans out west at Phoenix Raceway for a drag strip to be added, similar to what fans have at Vegas or Sonoma? You know, when we went through the master planning for Phoenix Raceway a few years ago and and did the redevelopment, that was really a big focus of of what do we need out here. Um, Again, never say never. I'm not going to ever say we're not doing things because things come back around and you're like, all right, I wouldn't have expected to do this a few years later, but we are. So There's no plans in the works right now, but that doesn't mean, again, tomorrow uh, the phone doesn't ring and we're working on another idea. Well, Julie, have you had discussions or conversations about IndyCar coming back to Phoenix Raceway? That's another one. Uh, We haven't had direct conversations um, with them, but again... I'm always open to the conversation to learn. Uh, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but absolutely. Like I'm, if, if there's interest, let's have the conversation. I, I joined after the last IndyCar race here, um, in 2017, 2018. So I haven't been part of that here myself. Um, but again, I'm open to anything. Fans ask us about Copper World Classic coming back. I mean, let's, (laughs) let's have the conversations and you never know where they'll go. If you don't have the conversation, you're not going to get there, right? Come on, Geesey. I, I can't get you off the hot seat. Roger Penske wants to spend more time at ovals with the IndyCar series. 
I can see this happening. Maybe not next year, but maybe 2023. IndyCar runs their championship in November. Look, we need IndyCar longer than freaking three months. You got IndyCar with their championship race on Saturday. Then the Cup boys and girls get their championship on Sunday. Come on, pull the trigger. Four championships in one weekend is enough. Yes. I mean, now you want five? Come on, Julie. You said you would listen to anything. Yeah, I didn't say no. I just was clarifying. You really want five championships, not four. No, you can have the ARCA series on Thursday night, the trucks and Xfinity on Friday night, IndyCar on Saturday, and the cup guys could come in on Sunday. Okay, got it. Let's have the conversation. I guess we did say Super Bowl, right? Let's just bring in drag racing, like that drag strip I was you like what else i mean do we just i mean what else what else is on the list well off-road we could bring off-road back we could bring a supercross race out here i'm all about it uh see now yes i would not be opposed to that um at all we've got a great venue for it in my opinion never say never you got yourself maybe in trouble with that one but we can do it i i don't have anything else to say my head's spinning on things i need to be working on i guess my list just got a whole lot longer Look, Julie, I know we're having some fun here, but you've got a great venue for so many different series to visit the Valley of the Sun at Phoenix Raceway. No, I appreciate you guys very much. Look forward to seeing you back at the track hopefully very soon. Thank you, Julie. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, no. I've been in the news business for more than 50 years. I know how to be fair in coverage, but pure objectivity is difficult for a living, breathing adult with experiences and a brain. That said, it's tough to be a fan. I'm cheering hard for Lewis Hamilton to get his record eighth Formula One championship this season. I'm not ashamed of that admission. At 36, he's physically slowing down, or should be, and not getting faster. In addition, his team at Mercedes has been so good for so long, it's just as difficult to maintain championship excellence year after year. All of this is preamble to a heartbreaking finish at the Formula One race in Azerbaijan Sunday morning. Hamilton took the lead in a late race restart, only to have a braking issue and ultimately finish out of the points. I count 16 races left in 2021. Hopefully there won't be much more heartbreak like in Baku. Tough morning for this fan. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Instagram, Facebook. Some fantastic interviews on Facebook. We're going to post the interview of Statman with Billy Venturini. We'll have that up this week. We're going to hear from it coming up next segment. Stat, were you did you pay attention to Tim Richmond when he was running NASCAR in his short career? Not a lot, but just that he was young and he was fast and NASCAR wasn't in my top eyesight at Got that it. time. Cuz that's who uh Mr. H uh Mr. Hendrick is comparing Kyle Larson to. Hmm. And it is Short career with uh, Hendrick. Richmond won 13 races. Nine of them were with Hendrick racing. And I, again, I didn't, I didn't follow Tim Richmond much. NASCAR was the peripheral for me as well. No, he, he died in 89. So yeah, you would have had to have been a diehard fan in the eighties or seventies yeah. to well, no, mostly the eighties to know about him. But 
from what people have said, he had unbelievable car control. So that's saying that you drive like Tim Richmond, saying that Kyle Larson is driving like Tim Richmond, that is a pretty good compliment. I mean, he won, what, 13? 13 races. races, nine of which were with Hendrick. So Rick Hendrick knew what Tim Richmond could do with the car, and now he's seeing those similarities in Kyle Larson handling a car. Kyle Larson had, Statman, Kyle Larson had every reason to lose this race today, but he continued to make up ground when he lost it, whether it was in the pits, whether it was splashes. Regardless, Kyle Larson just found a ways to keep moving to the front. You know, we've talked to drivers a lot about how learning how to handle a car on dirt has helped them on pavement. And uh, Kyle Larson spent a year last year when he was um, uh, under suspension from NASCAR uh, driving in dirt and doing well there. And he's bringing uh, some of those skills, obviously, back to the pavement, and it's working out for him. It's tough to compare drivers today to drivers then because drivers then to get out of the car and, uh, you know, go party and have beers until the next race. Uh, these guys are uh, they they're athletes and they work out uh, and work out hard uh, in, in order to be focused as they are at the end of a four-hour race. Yeah, watching what Kyle Larson did on dirt during his off-season from NASCAR uh, was bonkers. So many race wins in a row and watching him adapt to these different tracks and in the cup car with Hendrick, watching him at Sonoma was, was, I'm not going to say stunning, but just watching him and what he does in, with, with a big, fat, freaking race car, which is night and day compared to the power-to-weight ratio of some of these sprint cars and World of Outlaw cars that he's running in stat. Exactly. The World of Outlaw cars are roughly 1,000 horsepower and 1,000 pounds. That's, and the tires are huge and nothing compared to what you have in a cup car, which is 3,600 pounds and uh, tires that are skinnier than the tires used to have on my Mustang. So uh, it's a it's a it's a different beast. Uh, you know, people have offered me a chance to drive a sprint car and I've seen what people do that know what they're doing <laughs> in those things and they end up in the parking lot, you know, so I'm not going to drive one of those cars. I mean, that's, I, you know, I know cause I know me and I'll say, well, how fast will this go? And suddenly I'm, you know, I got to get a ticket to get back in this, in this, right. in the grounds. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, Kyle Larson with all all the issues I have with Kyle Larson, uh, he's shown to, he's coming back. And those when he was close to winning and losing uh, earlier in the season, he's now closing the deal. And today he was as far back as I think 14th or 15th. And he came back and won going away. Uh, he's showing uh, some skills that, uh, you know, would set him apart from most drivers, including, especially including Tim Richmond. Wins are, win, wins, Richmond didn't race against the competition that Larson is racing against now. Just shows you how far off the mark Chip Ganassi is too. 
That's a very good point. In NASCAR. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a very good point. Well, there was an interesting piece on racer.com that had uh, the engine supplier for Ganassi was apologizing to Ganassi as evidently some of the engines he gave him last week were uh, substandard. The Venturini family is synonymous with grassroots stock car racing, in particular the ARCA series, which has a East Coast, a West Coast, and a National Series, and a team that dominates in all of those coasts in flyover states. It's uh, the Venturini family, Billy Venturini. Statman catches up with him with a special Statman scat. It's coming up next, Speed Freaks Fits and Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, Redefined. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. GOAT. G-O-A-T. Acronym. Stands for Greatest of All Time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad. You're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell... Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. 
What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. The Venturini name is synonymous with grassroots racing, the ARCA series, whether it's West Coast, East Coast or the National Series. It's a feeder series into the NASCAR Trucks and Xfinity Series. Ty Gibbs has won the last four races in the ARCA Series. But and Statman had a chance. They're, ahead, not, they're not grassroots racing. I mean, they've made a decision as a business model to be a development team for Toyota, and yeah. they are concentrating on ARCA. Now, ARCA is sponsored by General Tire. We don't want to call that grassroots, uh, but they do run a national program, and they've had some major drivers like uh, Logano and uh, uh, Eric Jones, uh, Alex uh, Bowman. They've had some major drivers that come through there. Even Kyle Larson has driven has driven for uh, Venturini Motorsports in the past. It's a special scat. Statman catching up with Billy Venturini of Venturini, Venturini Motorsports. Enjoy it. I love racing, but I've done it my whole life. You know, I enjoy spending, obviously, time with my my wife, my kids, playing golf, uh, traveling. I enjoy food. I enjoy all kinds of stuff that we just, you know, that racing definitely jumps in, in the way of doing all the time. Welcome to another special edition of the Statman's Cat. My guest today, very successful championship ARCA team owner, Billy Venturini. Billy, thanks for the time. You're getting ready for a race this weekend. Yes, sir. Head to uh, head to your country up in Ohio next week. Yep. Or then tomorrow. Yep. Uh, in 2007, you did a special thing. You turned Venturini Motorsports into a driver development team with Toyota. Explain what that means. That's sort of an important part of your uh, business model, isn't it? Yeah, it, it certainly is. Actually, so the way the whole story went down was um, we were kind of a mom and pop race team, and uh, we knew that the the, the uh, landscape was changing. It was going to be hard to stay in that kind of uh, role. So we ended up kind of deciding that we would go into more like a development deal. And actually, I didn't get with Toyota at first. I actually got with Joe Gibbs Racing. That was really my first big client. Yeah. So JD Gibbs and myself, we raced legend cars together. So we had we had a friendship. And uh, he, I told him I wanted to do this. He had Joey Logano, hence the nickname Sliced Bread, was he was the best driver coming along since Sliced Bread, uh, best thing since Sliced Bread. And therefore... He was the holy grail of driver development when he was coming up. And basically, I, I probably talked a little bigger than I was supposed to with, with JD and told him we would do really well if we got the opportunity. And I don't know if he just wanted to see, because we really didn't have the credentials to get that deal. But I uh, I don't know if he just wanted to see if I could actually 
follow up with what I was saying. And uh, he gave us an opportunity to go down to Rockingham in 2007 and, or 2008. And, uh, and that was really like our first big client. And we won the race and sat on the pole and basically almost left the field. And it was pretty much, we were on the map like that. Billy Venturini, some of the drivers who come out of your program are NASCAR's elite, including, you mentioned Joey Logano, the 2015 Daytona 500 winner. He's got a championship under his belt. Got Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones. But none of those guys are in Toyota with the, the program that you are with right now. Is that just a, a freak of nature or what happened there? Well, there's only so many rides on the Toyota, on, in, in the Toyota Cup Series or Cup Cup level, and, and we hope to hope we hope that we can add a couple more. You know, that's kind of the goal. I think we're a little light right now on where we need to be for total Cup seats. Um, but the bottom line is, we develop talent through Toyota. Really believes in 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 just a sport and and believes in trying to help develop the young talent. And then there comes a point with these young drivers where they have to decide, you know, if they can't keep them any longer, they have to let them go. You know, one of their one of them that they really helped develop, and it really was didn't come through my place because it was the timing wasn't right. And honestly, it was a little before um, everything I was doing with them was Kyle Larson. You know, that's another one. He's a total Toyota kid, brought up through the ranks through by Toyota. Um, and it just didn't work out. You know, uh, we helped with William Byron. That's another one that we brought through that ended up at Chevrolet. Um, but then we have Christopher Bell and he's, he's homegrown. Um, and Joey was going that path and it just, for some reason, the Joey Logano, Joe Gibbs racing thing just never meshed the way it probably should have. And then when Joey got the Penske, obviously it's been pretty much, it's been lightning in a bottle ever since. Let me ask you a little crazy question that just came to mind. You were a driver once, but Billy Venturini hire Billy Venturini to put in one of his cars to race in Arca? Nah, I was a way better crew chief than I was <laughs> driver. I wasn't a bad driver. I just didn't really have – we just didn't have the means. Uh, I could do a couple things really well. I was a good plate racer and a really good small short track racer, but I, I'm, I'm not as talented as these kids are. I mean, there's some of these kids that are just – they're talents unbelievable but they have such amazing tools to work with i mean we have simulators and and many trainers and dietitians i mean like they're trained athletes now it's a whole different world than it was when we we did it i mean when i did it you know after the race drank a couple beers and you just (laughs) that was it does toyota help you with these programs outside of racing to get the drivers ready to be in a car for Three or four hours, five hours with a 500-mile race? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the programs are actually Toyota-run. Um, the trainers are hired by – Toyota has a complete facility. Uh, it's TPC, Toyota Performance Center, and they've got trainers there. Um, they have people to help with social media. They have someone to work with basically sports psychology. They've got – it's a full – onslaught of things they have there man it's quite it, it's like it's racing college man it's it's the coolest thing to be part of um and then we have the simulator and all the stuff we do there that's a little more team related and that we're involved in but the off-track stuff is really more toyota driven than even my teams let me ask you some personal stuff billy venturini you worked with your dad 
to grow Venturini Motorsports for some 30 years plus now. I had a dad. We didn't always get along well together. Fathers and sons don't always work well together. How'd you and your dad work out in all that time? He gave me the reins pretty early. And in this form of race team that you see, it was, it's been mine since we started it because it was the only way it was going to go because dad didn't have any passion for it. Wow. Your dad's been in racing more than 40 years. Yeah. You plan on staying that long? I, I highly doubt I'll be here for 40 years. Uh, I'll be here for some more. That's for sure. But, uh, Dad's the type, he don't ever want to retire. He wants to do this for his whole life. And that's what he's always told me. He's like, I don't know, I don't ever need to spend a day in retirement. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I feel the same way. I kind of got a whole bunch of things I enjoy doing besides racing. I love racing, but I've done it my whole life. You know, I enjoy spending, obviously, time with my my wife, my kids, playing golf, uh, traveling. I enjoy food. I enjoy all kinds of stuff that we just, you know, that racing definitely jumps in, in the way of doing all the time. Man, I love playing golf, but I'm not really, I'm not a fisherman. I'm not a hunter. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm a, like I said, I'm way more of a city slicker. I do enjoy, I, I love the culinary arts and stuff like that. And just, we're really into that. It's something we're really like. Here's another one I didn't mean to ask. You're from Chicago. Deep dish or a regular slice? Regular slice. Deep dish is fine about once a year, but you feel like you, <laughs> You've eaten a barrel of food if you eat that often. And the regulars, the locals don't eat deep dish often. That is what the tourists eat. Yeah. Like oh, wow. if you go to a regular pizza place in Chicago, it's thin crust. It's it's cut in squares, not cut in slices. And the, and the toppings are always under the cheese. I mean, that's a Chicago, that's a, anyone from Chicago, that's the pizza we eat. The deep dish it's awesome, and I love a, a, a uh, Lou Malnati's if I was going to do one, but that's a once-a-year type thing because it's just – you're a glutton for punishment when you eat that thing. Yeah, we could get along well, dude, <laughs> except <laughs> the golf. My dad played golf, and he tried to get me to do it, and if I have one regret, it's that I didn't pick it up. Just the idea of having a four-hour walk with my dad right now sounds pretty cool. You know, and that's my favorite thing to do. I love to walk. I love when I play, I'd much rather walk than ride. It's just like that's that would be my peaceful getaway right there. Billy Venturini, a couple delicate questions before we get away. Uh, what's the difference between uh, ARCA and NASCAR Cup? Uh, you pointed out uh, there in Toledo, there was one team that was racing with uh, Cup equipment. Uh, is a Cup car the go to equipment in NASCAR and uh, ARCA? Well, I, they they went to that COT chassis, and you know, obviously, the the team over that's affiliated with Joe Gibbs Racing is is going to have resources that the other teams aren't going to have, and and that's uh, obviously they'd be fools not to uh, do everything they can to use use those advantages. And uh, I don't know if if everyone will go that way because I think it's going to be a really expensive uh, route to go, and I don't feel like the other teams are going to go that way. Um, you know, I just think right now it's just hard to – they have a lot of resources over there, and, and they have a really good race car driver too. So you put that really good race car driver with the resources they have, and, and it's a tough – it's a tall order. I mean, we're still first and second in points with our two cars, and they're third, but, man, it's going to be a fight to race those guys. 
All right. So uh, some, the forefront of any team owner's mind right now is the future of the automobile. Automakers are concentrating so heavily on electrification uh, and moving from fossil fuels. Uh, you, how, where do you stand on that? You think racing has got a, a bright future with that in mind in Detroit and elsewhere where they make cars? I think the idea that fo- that there won't be fossil fuel cars on the road, I mean, that, that's that's not possible. Like, there's still going to be there, – there, there's too many vehicles that would be obsolete if that was not an option. Now, do I think the percentage is going to continue to change towards electric vehicles? Yeah, absolutely. I think there definitely will be a transition – in the percent that you see, but to say that there's going to be nothing but electric vehicles or even 70 or 80% electric vehicles, I think that would be a strong statement. And that probably will happen eventually. I just don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime. Is there any way electrification and hybrids uh, can be incorporated, especially in the modern stock car racing? I have seen no reason why not. Uh, Really? I don't see why really? not. Like wow. everything else we do, it, it could it be done? Yeah, it could be done. We can like we can do about anything we really need to do. Now, will it happen? Probably eventually. Will it happen like in the time frame that people are discussing? Probably not. You know, I think it's gonna be it, it'd probably take a while, but it, yeah, I, there's no reason why I don't think eventually we could be that way. If that's where if that's what it would take for us to stay relevant. And then obviously NASCAR Cup would be the first one I would think to do this um, because they're always the leader in wow. everything technology. Wow, dude. I I had no idea that would be your answer. It sounds like maybe you've had some, maybe some conversations with Toyota uh, along that line. Now, now, we're, now you're leading the witness there. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, we've had, I've had conversations with lots of people who know a lot about the sport and I just feel like we're going to have to do what we got to do to stay relevant. Like there's, yeah. you, you have to evolve. And if not, I mean, you're not going to be around. So we're going to have to evolve. And if that's the direction it goes, then that's the direction we're going to have to follow. One of my favorite things is something Ali said years ago, that the man who thinks the same way at 50 as he did at 30 has wasted 20 years of his life. And I can probably apply that to racing. If you're doing the same thing that you did 20 years ago, you missed the point. You're you're exactly right. Like we're changing and evolving always because it's the only way you can stay alive. And if you're not willing to do that, is you're not going to survive in this sport or in, or in life. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You ever think of going into another form of racing like IMSA or Trans Am? They race the same kind of cars you do. You know, if the, if the right opportunity uh, arose, I would absolutely entertain that. You know, it would have to be um, something where uh, along the lines of, of kind of working with a, a similar group to what I get to work with now. And if that was the case, yeah, I'd love that. Billy Venturini, dude, you just dropped some gems on the table, man. I never, <laughs> I had a whole nother idea with the way this conversation would go. Thanks, partner. I really appreciate your time. You're busy right now. I appreciate you taking some time for me. Well, no problem. Anytime. Stat, picking up some little points of interest from that interview, their relationship with Toyota 
I'm not going to say it's as important as Toyota is to Joe Gibbs or other teams, but the development of the Toyota with these drivers can't be lost on fans or people, right? Right. I, I think Toyota is doing a lot more for racing than people realize. They just look at the uh, Joe Gibbs and Kyle Busch and the guys that are winning races in Cup. But uh, these drivers that are coming up, as we heard, uh, you know, several of the major stars came through this Toyota development system, and that has a huge amount of value. Uh, And he said that Toyota just likes the sport that much. That's why why they take the time and they do have to work on getting some seats for those guys to grow to, uh, but they don't have those seats right now. It's badass. Freak nation. Be sure you follow us on Twitter. We'll put up that video interview of Statman up on our Facebook page and our YouTube page this week where to check out. And if you missed any of the show, we'll have all this two hours extravagance, including AJ and I getting after stat about uh, being the dog over the years. Speedfreaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose, dad man. And <laughs> Cut it loose. <laughs> rough. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. <laughs>